Welcome to Sales is Not a Dirty Word, the show that proves if it's a fit, it's a fact. I'm your host, revolutionary sales coach, Alicia Barr, the creator of the Matchmaker Sales Method. If you're a done-for-you service provider who's ready to grow your profits and impact without pressure, pitching, or pretending to be someone else, then this is for you. This episode is with Candy Barron. Candy is a heart-centered soul guide and thought leader. She's a leadership development expert, international speaker, and Amazon best-selling author. Through her unique frameworks and training, Candy guides individuals and teams through conscious leadership transformation, where they learn how to powerfully influence and create impact from a space of deep authenticity, compassion, integrity, and grace. Candy is a catalyst in bringing a new perspective to how we define, model, and activate leadership, soul leadership. Candy teaches people how to lead from love with love and that leadership is ultimately a choice, everyone's choice. She emphasizes that leadership is everyone's opportunity and everyone's responsibility. She's been showcased in publications and spaces such as CNN.com, US News and World Report, the Austin American Statesman, Austin Business Journal, the Chicago Tribune, CL Living TV, and has served as a panel facilitator for Fast Company at South by Southwest, among numerous radio shows, magazines, and podcasts. Let's go. Welcome to the big show. Sales is not a dirty word. Ah, thank you so much for having me. I am just absolutely thrilled to play with you today, Alicia. Me too. And listeners, I was talking to Candy about this. I'm about to release that I am shifting to the black sheep sales method. And Candy is such a fantastic example of a black sheep. I realized that pretty much everyone that I've ever been interested in is also a black sheep and any client I've ever had. So anybody that I like usually is doing things a little bit different than the mainstream status quo. And Candy, you really help people get comfortable with that within themselves too, right? I do. And I mean, I, I first of all, I just love that. I love the whole idea of a black sheep. Um, just space to play in because honestly, I mean, if we took just five seconds to get honest with ourselves, aren't we ready for something different? I mean, who's tired of the homogenized, everybody kind of like doing the same thing, saying the same thing. It doesn't matter what platform you go on or what person you're out there following or what you're doing. It just all sounds, feels, looks the same. And it's just kind of like, which one's grabbing me today, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so I think we're so ready for a wake up. And what's interesting is I think um, there's far more people than we think that are probably black sheep that just aren't giving themselves permission to mm -hmm. join the flock or not join the flock for a better analogy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there is community among black sheep. And the reason the black sheep feel so bad a lot of the times is they feel so alone and isolated. And I imagine like a party, if I were going to have a retreat where everybody showed up wearing the funkiest thing that made them feel good. Like, and I could look at somebody and say, I love those velvet bell bottoms. You are rocking those. I love that beehive, wi beehive, beehive wig you have on like, hell yeah. And everybody can just show up and, and celebrate their differences kind of a thing. I actually have a group of friends. It's funny that you say that we call ourselves the purple squirrels and it's the same thing that we're like, look, we're just going to do our thing. It's the magical unicorn. It's the sticking out and allowing yourself to be seen. And I think that's the biggest opportunity, right? Is that most people really struggle with this dichotomy. I, I guess I'll put it out there. I think this is why there's so many hidden black sheep 
is there's this dichotomy of, I really, 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 really hope that maybe one person would see me for who I really am. And oh my God, please don't anybody really, 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 really see me because I'm broken or I'm flawed or I'm all these things. And oh my God, you're going to think I'm crazy if you really see who I am. So we live in like this dichotomy of, I really want someone to see the realness in me, but oh my God, the realness in me is so effed up and oh my God, I'm just fucked and you can't like. Yeah. So we're constantly fighting. And so what we do is we allow ourselves to just kind of play it safe. Yeah, exactly. So, and you have kind of, you help people who know that like playing it safe is just not doing it for them anymore. And they're ready to do something and they just don't know what, is that accurate? That is accurate. I would say my, my tag for my business is I light a fire under their ass so that they can light a fire within. And so it is this catalyzing a wake up because you and I were talking about this before we even jumped on together um, on here was that it's so funny. People have this fear of the zombie apocalypse. And I'm telling you, we're currently living it. We're walking around in this just fog and numb and just checked out. And when people get a shake, (laughs) they get a little spark igniting. Um, they start remembering who the fuck they are. They start coming back to a place where they remember things like joy and delight and fulfillment. And most people, if you were to ask them to define those things for themselves right now, I tend to typically get a deer in the headlights look because they're so far removed from what real joy is, what real fulfillment is. And so to help people wake up to something that feels more meaningful and true, Um, yeah, that's the work that I do. It's like, how do you create a space for you, not for anyone else, for you that you can come back home to your authentic self, your authentic truth, and allow yourself permission to be in the full expression of what you are here to put into the world. Hard stop, hard stop. So that sounds magnificent. And I'm sure for a lot of people, absolutely terrifying. Oh, for, so, yes, 99% of the population. So when they start doing this work, they say, okay, yeah, yeah, I want it. And thank God they're working with you because I'm guessing that when they start, they scare the shit out of themselves and they want to stop. And you kind of have to say, don't worry, don't worry, stay on this path. Is that Um, Yes and no. I would say that not all of them start ready to jump in. They will commit. They know that they want something more meaningful. And I'll give you a real analogy. I've got, even through the pandemic, I had a bunch of leaders that I was working with that, you know, they would sit on calls and they're like, Candy, you want to know what really keeps me up at night? It's the fact that everything I'm doing, I'm going to look back and realize I did more damage than good to the people I care about. And these grown men and women who were executives would start bawling on the phone with me. The problem is, is most people that have been in any kind of leadership position, um, are carrying people versus caring people. Mm. And when I say that there's such this, this sense of responsibility that I got to fix other people, or I got to fix what's broken, or I got to fix when what I love is we're starting to move into this really delicious energy that, that some people take it as a scarcity mindset. I take it as a hope, a place of hope and possibility is that we're moving into redefining this term selfish, right? Because most leaders have a really hard time filling their cup mm. first constantly putting out, giving, oftentimes depleting everything they have and scraping from the bottom Mm -hmm. of the barrel. 
But it's this idea that that selfish isn't about when I fill my cup, then I can take care of you. It's reframing because this is how I get people to move. It's reminding them that when they take care of them, everything is taken care of. And I'll give you a really clear example. And this is really powerful for women, um, but it's not exclusive of men. I had a friend of mine who kept telling me she wanted to go back to school. She was 40 some years old. She wanted to go back to school. And she's like, I just couldn't possibly take the time away from my girls. And so I said, what are you going to do when your daughter's 40 standing in front of you telling you she wants to go get her degree? She's like, I would tell her, do what your heart desires. Go after your dreams. And I said, is she going to do what you said? Or is she going to do what you, what she saw you do? She signed up the next day because sometimes we need to remember that most of us have some kind of desire for a living legacy and living legacy, not being just the thing that happens when you die and leave this earth, living legacy being, I want to know that I'm creating some kind of impact, every engagement, every interaction, every way I show up in the world. So then maybe yeah. sometimes you got to reframe and talk about, are you leading the living legacy that's meaningful for you? And that's the conversation I have with people that creates that spark that says, oh, no, I'm scared to death. And so then we peel the pieces back because <laughs> I say I rarely get the person that's 100 percent into I want to live my authentic self no matter what I get the oh, that sounds really good. And oh, I don't know how the hell I would make that happen. And oh my God, what am I going to have to give up or do? Or uh, I get the fear more than I get anything. It's a matter of reframing it into what really is meaningful for them. And for the people that I attract, it's about impact and influence and change and living legacies. And so sometimes you got to <laughs> flip the script and ask the question a different way. Right. And they take action when they realize, am I showing my kids, for example, or my team what's possible? Yeah, that is really powerful. And it segues very nicely into how you define leadership and power, which is when I heard this definition of yours, one of the reasons that I really wanted to bring you on the show, because it's not um, a view that a lot of people take. It's like you're, it's similar to what you're saying about like usually leadership means just like depleting yourself or power means controlling people. Yeah. And it's not either of those. So can you tell us some about that? Sure. I love those. I love that question. Uh, leadership, we'll start there. Leadership, we have a culture that says you're either born a leader or you're made a leader, right? And it's like it's like somebody ma waves some magic wand that said, oh, you're worthy of being a leader. Alicia, you are anointed. You are, you've got the qualities, you get to be a, you know, you were born a leader, you're going to be a leader. That's just what it looks like. Other people get all this training and skills and development. And while there, yes, we need skills and training to enhance the qualities and the, the opportunities for how we get to demonstrate leadership. Leadership fundamentally, in my opinion, is everyone's opportunity. And so when I say that leadership is a function of three things, it's a function of how you choose to show up. It's a function of how you choose to serve others. And it's a function of how you choose to take personal responsibility inside those spaces. Meaning when you choose to lead yourself first from the gifts, the, the talents, the skills that you have, when you lead from where you're at, you then create opportunities for others to follow that example. And so leadership is something that is everyone's opportunity. We all have a unique set of gifts. We all have innate wiring, energetic blueprints. We have something. We each are a unique piece of the cosmic puzzle that the universe would actually have to rearrange itself if any one of us were not on this planet at this time, in this moment, right now. 
Therefore, you have a unique piece that needs to be activated into the overall cosmic plan, cosmic puzzle, whatever the hell you want to call it, so that you need to do whatever's possible to lead yourself from where you're at now. So that now we say leadership is a stance, right? It's a stance where one arm is out and one arm is back. And the arm that is out is saying, for those of you that are ahead of me, my mentors, my teachers, my guides, help me lift to my next level of potential. And oh, by the way, all leadership is a function of knowing that I better have my hand back to raise those behind me as well. Leadership is a constant moving dynamic thing and it is everyone's opportunity. It's a team sport and it starts with leading yourself first. So I will start there first. That is my definition of leadership, that it is ultimately a choice. And that it's within, which is so powerful. And you're talking about so many things that um, I I celebrate and love in different words like um, when people show up fully as themselves, they inspire others to show up the same way and not showing up necessarily with like a mask or how you feel like you should and being as bright as you possibly can. And anyone who has an issue with that, because people always worry that like they're going to, especially women, like they can't be too smart. They can't be too successful. They can't be too whatever, too much. Um, anybody who like, what would you say about the people who, who are like, mm, I don't like the way you're leading in this like place of ultimate confidence within yourself. Like, I'm not into that. Does that happen? I'm going to answer that in a couple ways. The first one is, okay. Literally that's my response. When someone says, I don't like how you, okay. Yes. And then they stare at me and I'm like, that's great. I'm not your person. Like it literally don't care. I'm not here for you. Cause here's the thing I think most of us, especially women need to remember, but in general, we need to remember, we're not here for everybody. My gifts are not here for everyone. I also know when I look at my own design, I have the energy of pro provocation, which means me breathing will trigger people. Literally my energy is here to trigger people, whether I like it or not. The people that are for me, I inspire and they find that energy uplifting for the people I'm not for. They're like, Candy, I don't like your style. Okay then you're not my person. Be gone. See yourself somewhere else because what happens is, and I, I tell people this, I'm going to use an analogy I use in my trainings. I talk about there's always at least two camps in our world. And I'm going to call one camp, Camp Candy. And I'm going to call another camp, Camp Content. Camp Candy, and I know I'm biased, Camp Candy is fucking awesome. It's the island of misfit toys and it's my island of weirdos. And it's this group of people that no matter what I do, they're like, yes, Candy, let's go. We got your back. We're with you. We're all of it. And there's this other island over here that's camp content where they're like, mm, you scare me, you trigger me or whatever. What happens is everybody has at least two of those, these two camps. The problem is instead of loving the hell out of the people in your camp candy that are ready to rock with you, they want to be lifted up, they want to play the game. You keep yelling across the bridge to camp content and you're like, hey, hey. Why don't you want to play with me? Why don't you like me? Why don't you want to be in my camp? And these people are like, we're ready. We're here. And you're like, wait, wait, just a second. Hey, hey. And you keep trying to go for somebody that's not for you. And you waste all this time, energy, money, resources. I have told people that bridge is always open. I will go as far as halfway and extend my hand for anybody that's a little scared to cross the bridge. Cause I get we're loud, we're obnoxious, and there's a whole shit show, a party going on over here. 
I will never go all the way across and drag you to Camp Candy. I just won't. Because I don't believe we're wired that way. And it's kind of like the guy in the video where you see him dancing by himself and everyone's laughing at him. And then all of a sudden the second guy comes in and he starts jamming with them. And the next thing you know, all those haters and all those people are like, wait, I need to be in here too. Cause I don't want to be the only one not dancing. Right. It's it, the tipping point happens for a reason, right? I want to love on my people, my people. I'm going to send love. And I'm going to have an open door always to those that aren't because someday they might be someday. And I don't care. I, I'm going to say, I love you. Many blessings on your journeys. And I'm all love on you because you're ready yeah. to go. You're my people. And you raised your hand. The problem is, is we keep trying to convince people that are not our people to be in our camp. Yeah. So I hope everybody is, I don't know if it's just me. I hear such um, a metaphor paralleling like sales. So there's just people who you don't need to convince to come in. You're not going to drag them kicking and screaming to come in. You know who you are and you know who your people are. And not to say that like, I don't know, I, I see people kind of abuse this a little bit and say like, if you're not a hell yes, then it's a hell no. And like, it can feel like pressure. So I'm not saying that, but like definitely being okay with someone not being a fit and saying like, maybe later when you're at a different spot, it could be. And really like having that confidence in yourself to know what's aligned with you and Candy, when people get aligned with themselves, do they become more more successful? Because I'm sure that the fear that comes up is like, oh, but I'm going to be excluding people. I'm saying I'm not trying to drag the the island of contentment people. Does that mean I'm going to make less money, Um, you know? Yeah, and I would say no. Align uh, yes, there is a direct correlation between being aligned as fuck, as I call it, and creating greater success. I will also say for me, and, 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 and I get people, they don't like my answer because they'll ask me, how do you sales and market? How have you grown your business? And I'm like, you're not going to like my answer. Most of it's organic. I get people that call me and literally are like, yes. And I'm like, yes to what? Yes to my one-on-one -on -one coaching, my group coaching. Yes to paid in full. Yeah, like, I don't even know what they're saying yes to. They're just saying yes. And so when you are energetically aligned and we have different things that create these law of attraction points and these, these one-way magnets that draw the things to us, people to us, opportunities to us, resources to us, that when we are so aligned, the universe can't help but deliver it on a silver platter. And what's really interesting, and, and I think you and I had talked about this when we first met, and I think it's one of the reasons I, I, I absolutely love what you do when you're teaching people about sales, because my fundamental belief around sales and marketing is this. And I've said this to my people. I've said this in my communities. I said this on stage. Sales is nothing more than a love letter. It is a love letter for the people that need and want to find you. Marketing is nothing more than the way that that letter travels. It is the way that it arrives, it's the way that it's sent, whether it's social media or whatever. And so if I'm really, if I really believe that, because here's the thing I think gets in people's way too, and where some of this icky energy around and the power, because then it's a power over, I'm trying to control, mm -hmm. oh my God, it's either a fuck yes or it's a hell no, or it's this, yeah, it's, yeah. That. it's all this just very imbalanced masculine energy that's coming at you. And I know I'm an alpha, I got a lot of energy that can be <laughs> like that. Um, but there's an invitation and what's missing is the invitation to say, I know, and this is, there's a difference between pushing and forcing, which is what we think power is, is it's the force. Mm -hmm. 
That's power over. Power is a space that say you have agency of choice. Power is a place where I am feeling my truth. And so that when I, when I'm aligned and I know the difference when I'm not aligned and when I'm aligned and I'm trying to sell, when I'm selling from a place of alignment, it's an invitation. And it's an invitation in a way that says, I know based on what I've done over the last 30 years in this area around leadership, I know the value of what this investment could do as an ROI for you. And it looks like this and this. I would, and I start, I'll start a workshop at the beginning. And I open the invitation before I even start the workshop because I will say, look, I am going to tell you, I am going to make an offer to you somewhere in the middle of tomorrow because I believe in my heart. And I really do believe this, that if you're gonna spend three days investing in me, to activate some amazing stuff. I would be irresponsible if all I did was give you a high five at the end and go, high five, knock yourself out, go, good luck. Look, I don't know what you're gonna decide because all I want you to do is make a commitment that you're not gonna leave what you do here in three days on the table, that some way, somehow, you're gonna take the next action that feels right and correct for you. That being said, I know what a natural next step could look like. And so I'm going to share that with you. And then I come back on the next day and I say, remember when I said I was going to offer you what a next step might look like? Do I still have your permission to introduce that to you? I'm not going to rush through this. I'm going to take about the next 45 minutes or an hour so that you really understand what might be possible if it feels aligned for you. I don't do the, you better close by tonight and you better do, I don't do any of that. I simply say, if it's right for you, you will know whether or not this makes sense. If not, then please sit with what your next step feels like. That's it. It's that easy when you're coming from a place, because I do think it's irresponsible that if I, as an expert, am I going to do this level of work with you? That then I'm going to leave it to you to figure out the next level when you didn't even know that this was possible. How can you see the next level? So my love letter says, then let me show you a path that's simple so that you can check in with your body and go, it's either an easy yes or it's not. And if it's not, it might be. And I've had several people go, Candy, it's just not the right time. Great. Our paths will cross again. I think what's so beautiful about that is that a lot of sales processes make people question themselves and doubt themselves and think that they're wrong. And you're saying that you're empowering somebody to check in with themselves and know what's best for them. And I'm sure that that's part of like the people that you're attracting, but it is really relieving to hear that like, so I know what's best for me. And does this feel like the next best step for me? And sometimes people need to talk through that a bit more. And you can, of course, help them with that clarity. Um, But there's something there that it really lines up with your definition of power, which is like, I have the ability to choose in or not in any given moment in any situation. Well, and to that point, I'll tell people, I'm like, go home, talk to your spouse about it. This is an investment you're about to make. I'm going to leave the room for a while. And I'm going to tell you who's doing the program currently with me because I've checked in. They're around for you to ask correction and get a no filter, no BS. I'm not even here. And then I'm going to come back and see if there's any additional questions because we usually do it before a break or before lunch. 
And then I'm like, there are things that you're going to hear me over the next two days talk about. This is where we would go deeper in that. Because if you need more reason to see or more insight as to, is this the right next step? You're going to start to connect the dots. But I get some of you need to go home and talk to your family about this. This is an investment you're making. Great. This is going to be open until we start the program. We're starting the program next week. The program's the, the opportunity is open until Friday. Take your time, do whatever. If you need to reach out and ask me further questions, I, I don't ever want someone showing up feeling like they got shamed into, yeah. into doing something because I guarantee, and this is the other thing I'm really clear on. And this is, this has taken a long time for me to get here, but I know the value of what I deliver. I also know the value that you better be willing to show up hundred percent in the commitment that's required to make the investment. Cause don't, you're not going to sit there and be like, well, that didn't work. You didn't show up. Like I said, leadership's about showing up. So if you can't say hundred percent, yes, this is it. Then please don't, please don't. I had a, I had a prospect it was at her house for one-on-one -on -one coaching. And she gave me every excuse under the sun. And she's like, you know what, Candy, I just can't afford it. I said, okay. Yeah. And of course, that silence when you don't have to act, keep badgering or talking, yeah. you just sit and hold space. She's like, well, that's not true. I said, I know you just told me you got an influx of cash. <laughs> she gave me another excuse. And I said, okay. And she's like, well, that's not anything. And then finally she goes, oh my God, but your level of accountability is so high. I don't know if I'm ready for that. And I said, that's your truth. And I said, I don't care if you're my client or not. She goes, ouch. And I said, no, hear what I'm going to say. I care about you. And I really do want you to move forward. But I don't care whether you choose to be my client or not, because my business is not contingent upon you. When, not if, when I walk out of your house and my phone rings, this spot will get taken. I only take on so many one-on-one -on -one clients. If this is not the right timing for you for whatever reason, great. And... If you choose to work with me later, I can't guarantee that there will be a spot available. It's, it is, and I don't say that as a ultimatum. I say it as a reality right. because I'm very clear about my bandwidth because the only way I can serve my client at the highest and best capacity is to know what I can deliver mm -hmm. and where my cutoffs are. I, I model my business so that I get what I need. I, the rest of it's all my online stuff and group because then I can handle lots of people. But my one-on-one, -on -one, I'm very particular about how many people... And she was like, I said, I care. I, I absolutely want you to succeed, but I don't care whether you're my client because I'm going to be the buyer throughout this entire conversation. I am not going to position myself from a place of desperation where I'm begging you to work with me. Because if you can't say yes, you're doing us both a huge favor by saying no. And then yeah. help people do in that moment is actually articulate the words no, because there's a power in that too. I cannot stand when someone says, well, maybe then it's no. Well, Candy, no, that's not true. No, it's either yes. It really is. Yes is easy. Mm -hmm. Or you need to learn because if I can coach you on something and offer you something, even if you're not going to be my client, it's how do you start getting comfortable with the words no? Because a confirmation and no is the best gift you can give yourself and give others because it doesn't leave this gray room of, well, they might work with me. Oh, I'm going to hang on. No, I stopped wasting time, energy, money, and resources on you when you were not a fit for me right now. Thank you for saying no, but that is the one thing I will give them as a free, here's your, here's your, yeah. is, then say no. Well, okay, no, no, it's not a, it's fine. It's a no. I need you to just say no, no, not right now. No, thank you. No. And finally, and you will, wa I will watch them transform even in that no, where it's like they went, oh, oh, I just said no. Cause I need them to at least feel that they have agency of choice.
That's what I was going to say. It sounds like you're really helping them own their power. And it feels so shitty to say, let, let me get back to you because you don't feel like you have the power to just say no. And honestly, like it, I, what you're explaining is a classic scenario where somebody's like, I want you to dance, monkey, dance, sell me, convince me, like, here's all my excuses. And the the irony is that a lot of people get trapped in that and then they want to dance and sell the person like, oh, you want me to dance? Okay, let me dance. And then it just totally, the person doesn't want to move forward anymore. Um, and it's because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just really like a power play. Um, sometimes people feel like when they're in the buying position, they have power over someone else because you want my money yep. and it's not sales done well is, is not that. <laughs> well, and I played the monkey long enough in my corporate career. I, I used to joke. I don't know why it said all my titles on my business card. It should have said monkey with the symbols that goes around like this spinning in circles. In my <laughs> I'm done. Cause I'm very clear. I'm not available for that energy. Because I also am, because am, I've had clients I've had to unload or I've had clients that have cost me dearly because they were not the right fit. There needs to be an equal energetic exchange and reciprocity, which means, can you commit to the time? I have one person go, God, Candy, this feels like we're going to have to do a lot of work. I'm like, I don't know what part of you met me that you didn't think you were going to have to do some like digging in and heavy lifting. this doesn't, there's not a magic pill for you to get from here to here. There's something you got to change or do, or, or like, if you're not committed to that, please don't waste my time. Cause I will get very frustrated with a client that's not doing, I don't do this anymore because I don't take on those kind of clients. But when I would take on clients that would just pay me and not do anything, because then I would fire them. And I'm like, it's you're the worst feeling spot of somebody that could be chained that wants to work with me. And because I only take on so many one-on-one clients, you're robbing from someone that wants to do the work. I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that. Well, I think, you know, the, the thing that, and this might apply mostly to, to coaches because we do work that is done with you, not done for you. There's nothing worse than having to drag somebody kicking and screaming to everything. And if you have to drag them kicking and screaming in the sales call, you bet your ass you're going to have to do that the whole time you work with them. And honestly, it is the same for consultants. Anybody that has a business, if you have to drag drag a client kicking and screaming to sign up with you, they're not going to get you the shit you need to do your job or whatever. It's going to be a pain in the ass client because they're not totally bought in. And I don't know. I would say that that's not a good point. And I tell people this, even when they're interviewing for jobs, if there are already red flags or things showing up in the interview, or when you're having a sales consult with somebody, by all means, listen to Maya Angelou. When she says, when people show you who they are, freaking believe them, because I guarantee you're in a honeymoon period while you're courting each other. If you are already seeing them not showing up or coming to the table or not committing in that preliminary sales call. I guarantee it's going to be amplified by a factor of like 20 when you're actually doing the work. Please read the signs appropriately when your instinct and intuition are like something doesn't feel right. I don't think this client's really ready to do the work. I would say, please, please, please listen to that. Yes. Bells, red flags and whisper that are trying to smack you upside the head. Cause I guarantee if it's showing up now, it's going to be amplified and show up even bigger later. Yeah. So to recap, you guys, it's really about becoming aligned with yourself and leading yourself and having power within yourself. And then you become a, a better leader 
and have more power coming from that place. And when you're really aligned, you're going to feel a lot more success. And aligned means knowing when somebody is not a fit and confidently being able to say that's okay. And it has nothing to do with me. And, and really like it's, it's you not like I'm judging you, but just that you know, I wish you all the best type of thing. Is that accurate recap, Candy? I would, I would, I, if I may, I'm going to caveat. Yes, please, add. I don't think it's a matter of, well, it's not me, it's you. It's a, we're just not an energetic fit or it's not the right time. I don't think, I think that's one of the things that gets people stuck is we try to make too much meaning out of why Mm-hmm. Someone doesn't feel energetically aligned for us because they just don't. We don't need to do a post-mortem debrief, <laughs> holy shit, excavation around why that person doesn't energetically feel like an aligned fit. What we need to do is trust that they're not. For whatever reason, they're not. We are not on this earth for every person. We're just not. And our skill sets, and and, and if I were looking at someone's human design map, a lot of times I will show them. I have clients that will take on new hires or take on big clients and like, can you map out our human design and show me connection points? Because I can show you where there's a misalignment or I can show you where, well, this could be a a place of resistance or you're going to have to learn to talk to each other this way. If you do, it could be a really synchronistic, really harmonious, really beautiful energy is energy. And sometimes we try to dissect it way too much instead of just allowing it to guide us in the direction it needs to go. And so it's not, it's not you, it's me, or it's you, it's not me. It's, it's none of that. It's just, it doesn't feel like a great, good fit. It's okay. I can, it might be at another time. We don't even have to be like, is it because it's not the right timing or it's not the right yeah. offer? Or it's not there. If it's not aligned, it's not aligned. When you get into a place of alignment, this is everything that I work through. When you get to know who you are and how you operate, and you honor that, the right things will naturally feel easy. The things that won't, there will be resistance. There will be, we naturally expand to the things that feel aligned to us and we naturally contract when they don't. The problem is, is most of us don't know what that feels like in our body because we've been so conditioned to make every decision from our mind Mm-hmm. Instead of trusting our authority, our strategy, the way that we're wired, I can't explain. I mean, we we kind of explain sometimes when we post things and we're going back and forth on LinkedIn with each other, but there was just a, I knew I liked you. There was just a resonance. I don't yeah. have to sit here and like go through 20 layers of why do I like Alicia Barr? I don't, I just do. I had somebody I used to work with in corporate. She was so wonderfully nice. And for whatever reason, she made my skin crawl. I can't, couldn't understand it. Just not my person. We can make ourselves crazy trying to fit where we are not supposed to be, or we can be true to who we are and trust that what is meant for us will always find us. What is meant for you will never not be lost But the problem is, is too many times we have this noise of trying to convince ourselves of something that just doesn't feel right. So we create barriers for what's trying to find us. And so it doesn't have to be all dissected and it just trust, learn to trust your body, your alignment, your energy, the stuff. This is what alignment looks like. It's like, do I even know what expansion feels like? Do I know what contraction feels like? Do I know when someone feels like, God, they're just connected on a soul level to me? 
and do other people. I'm like, they're perfectly nice and I wish them well. And no, I don't, I have a neighbor like that. She keeps wanting to hang out. God love her, but not energetically aligned for me. So we don't mm -hmm. hang out and I'm okay with that. And I'm sure she doesn't like it and it's fine. Well, there's just a message of not judging it that you're saying that is really beautiful. Well, and not judging yourself and not judging them, right? Right. I think we judge ourselves. What's wrong with me? Why don't I like that person? She's perfectly nice. And it's not that I don't like her. It's just energetically from a vi vibration is everything. And you and I were talking about some of this, even in you know circles we play in and like people's decisions or choices around how they want to spend their time, how they socialize. And the more you align into the vibration and frequency that is yours, Mm -hmm. The more things fall away and the more they don't sometimes make sense. And yes, you can grieve that. You can grieve, oh, I just feel like my friend and I, our friendship's kind of fading or we're, we're mm -hmm. still. Yes, grieve that. Feel the emotion of that because that's the other thing we don't do, right? We don't feel our emotions. So, how can anyone know whether or not something feels aligned or not? Because we don't allow ourselves to feel anything. We're numbing ourselves in everything we do, whether it's numbing on social media, numbing through alcohol, numbing through food, numbing through the mindless conversations we have, numbing through gossip, numbing, 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 numbing. We're in like the zombie apocalypse right now. Mm -hmm. Instead of going, I feel unfulfilled right now. I feel unsatisfied. I don't remember what joy feels like. I don't remember what play feels. This was what happened to me at the end of last year. I'm like, holy shit, I don't remember what it feels like to play. So this mm -hmm. whole year I've been like, how do I remember? I play. That's my path to alignment. Mm. When we be, it's about how do I be, not what do I do? The right, everything that's meant for you will come to you, including your people and your clients. And no, it's not a bunch of woo-woo bullshit that I'm trying to blow up your backside. It really is how alignment works. It is easy. It's not to say you don't have to do things. You got to take inspired action, but it's effortless. It's easy. People just gravitate towards your energy. Because I think we can... I think we can all think of someone that just was very magnetic because they were so centered. So that is a good stopping point for us. And we've reached the end of yet another episode of sales is not a dirty word. Thanks again to Candy for making an appearance as our guest today. And can you tell everyone how they can find out more about you and how they can work with you? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, easiest way to find out about me is just candybarone.com. It's literally spelled C-A-N-D-Y-B-A-R-O-N-E. So candybarone.com. Um, I'm across all platforms. Uh, I would say LinkedIn and Instagram are probably the best places to find what's going on. Um, so reach out if you have questions, you want to know more. Um, otherwise, you can find pretty much everything, including a ton of free resources um, on my website. Hey guys, if you feel like you've lost that spark or maybe that compass, you know, definitely Candy will clean that up right away. Um, so reach out to her. And this has been the Sales is Not a Dirty Word podcast, where we show you how to convert up to 80% of your sales meetings without pain, pitching, or pretending to be someone else. And thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next episode.